You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Claire's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 173 the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Just an interesting um, times we're living in right now. Um, Great guest today. She's back for the first time in a year. Charlene joins me to talk about what we saw this season, basically what we saw over the last two nights. Charlene and I are not going to recap what happened on the Revolve date or, you know, the Chase Rice date. It's if anything, we joke about it. Uh, we are going to discuss for about the first, um, once the interview starts, about 50 minutes, 55 minutes of what we saw on Monday and Tuesday night. And then for the last 15 minutes of the podcast, 15 or 20 minutes or so, we talk about Claire's season because Charlene Joint was on Juan Pablo's season with Claire. But as I said, to start out the podcast, just, I mean, what do you say in times like this? I don't even know. It's really weird. It's really weird. As I'm recording this, about an hour ago, the NBA decided to suspend their season. Most college basketball tournaments, starting today, when you're listening to this, are going without fans in the arena. I am guessing by the time you listen to this, there's a good chance all of college basketball has been canceled for the rest of the season, which means I'm definitely not going to Las Vegas uh, for March Madness next week. That trip will get canceled. I'd be shocked if the games continue in college basketball this weekend, the conference tournaments, and then for March Madness, because I don't know how you can allow, how you can say, well, the NBA players are not allowed to play, but we're going to put the college players at risk and put them in, even even if it's arenas that are empty, which they said today, that if March Madness is going to happen, it's going to be with no fans there. It's just going to be team, uh, family, media, and that's it. So I have a feeling by the time you listen to this, college basketball will have already made an announcement that this season has been canceled for the rest of the go. So, I mean, just stay safe out there. I can't offer anything. Um, I know nothing. I'm not a epidemiologist. Let's get Emily O'Brien on the case. And by the way, I did text Emily O'Brien within the last week uh, about this, just kind of asking questions. Um, but you know, I have nothing to offer. Stay safe, wash your hands. If you're sick, don't go out. It's basically all I got. But yeah, just totally, totally bizarre. I, I, I it's better to overreact than clearly to underreact. You know, um, sure, there's two sides of the fence on this, and there's a certain side saying the other side is at fault for blowing this out of proportion. Probably not. Tom Hanks and his wife have coronavirus. An NBA player has coronavirus. It's a worldwide pandemic as we know now. This isn't like, oh, someone's got the sniffles. Come on now, people. Let's be real. So uh, I want to get to a few things uh, before we jump into today's podcast with Charlene. Obviously, so much happened on Monday and Tuesday. I didn't even get to cover it all in my column yesterday. I, I did as much as I could. I know I missed some things, so I want to I want to touch on some things. One major question that a lot of you asked me today was 
why aren't Peter and Maddie doing the media rounds? Why aren't they doing Kimmel? Why aren't they doing GMA, Ryan and Kelly? Um, apparently, in an interview that Robert Mills did with The Hollywood Reporter, he said this was decided weeks ago because Peter is basically in limbo. Him and Maddie don't even know their status, so they don't want to sit there and do interviews asking, having to answer questions about their status because they honestly don't know. And you'll hear Charlene and I get into this on the podcast today. Um, you know, spoiler alert, these two are never going to make it. And if they're not broken up by the weekend, I would always be surprised. Um I just I just don't think and, and you know, I, I know a lot of people want to rally around and hey, prove Barbara wrong. I just what's in it for Maddie to stay in this when the family of her boyfriend absolutely hates her. They don't dislike her, they're not ambivalent about her, they hate her. Why would she want to continue in this? She's never gonna win Barbara over ever. Ever. There's no point. And considering the way Maddie's family is, I can't imagine they watched that show last night and are like, yeah, I'm really supporting this relationship. You work things out with him. Don't worry about his family. It's impossible. If they're going to succeed in any sort of relationship, Barb and Peter Sr. and the brother are going to have to be on board, and they all hate her. So I, why they hate her, obviously, we, we don't necessarily know. It seems to be more than what Barbara claimed happened in Australia about her making them wait three hours and then not apologizing and saying she wasn't in love with their son and then saying she wouldn't have accepted a proposal four days later. It goes deeper than that. It has to. It doesn't make any sense for Barbara to have this much hatred for Madison unless there's something else going on that we don't know about, which, you know, the rumors are spreading that, according to her brother, you saw the um, comments he was making on Instagram last night under people's pictures that Madison is 180 degrees different than how they portrayed her on the show. I mean, that's their opinion. We don't know. We only can go by off what they showed us on the show. We know that the show can make assholes look like angels and angels look like assholes. So it is possible, but we don't know. Give us some examples. If you're going to blast Madison like you did, give us examples of exactly what she did to make you hate her as much as you do. Hate her enough to take it to Instagram after the show was over to try and defend yourself. So, who knows if they ever will, but um, I just don't see what's in it for Maddie to try and make this work. The family hates her and is never going to like her, period. Claire season. It's definitely been confirmed that they are not leaving the United States. Every episode will be filmed in the States. I don't know the other cities outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, this is a day-to-day thing that's happening. Filming still starts tomorrow night at the mansion. First group, Saturday will be an off day. First group date of the season will be Sunday. I think I know what it is. I'm going to probably tweet that out later today or even tomorrow once I get confirmation. Uh, I'm really curious to see if they have concert dates this year, this season with, you know, crowds that they invite out and stuff like that. I mean, it's just this coronavirus is going to change a lot of things, unfortunately, in our lives, in our TV lives. It's in our travel lives. I mean, I'm basically already not going to Vegas next week unless the NCA somehow lets March Madness continue, but I just can't imagine that's going to happen with the NBA saying, yeah, we're suspending our operations, but March Madness is going to say, nope, we're sending our kids out there. 64 schools are, you know, are going to be flying on a plane to a, to a different location and playing in arenas, even though they're not going to be people in those arenas still. I, I'd be shocked. 
The coronavirus has affected summer games. ABC hasn't officially announced it, but I'm telling you right now, summer games has been canceled. They've made calls and told people it has been canceled. So I expect that to be made official by ABC soon. It's not a huge thing off their schedule since Summer Games is only four episodes, assuming it followed the same format as Winter Games. Winter Games aired Tuesday and Thursday for two weeks, two hours each night. So eight hours of programming. Yeah, it's eight hours that they're not going to have, but, you know, I think it's pretty crazy, and I think it's pretty amazing that, you know, I, I don't know what this means for Paradise. Nothing has been said. Does Paradise move locations? I don't know. But it seems really weird if they're not going to do international travel that they're going to go down to Mexico in June for three weeks. You know, I don't know. We might be in a different situation in June. Might be under control and, and whatnot. We just we, There's so many things we don't know right now. But I can't tell you Summer Games is canceled. One thing I found interesting was the ratings for Peter's finale last night. 8.5 million and a 2.5 rating. You know what Colton's did? 8.2 and a 2.4 rating. So everybody that bitched about Peter's season. Oh, my God, these girls are so immature. Oh, my God, get me away from these people. They're so catty. I don't like any of these girls. How can we root for any of these women? Well, it was the biggest finale they've ever had in four years. So, again, I know I say it every single time. You bitch about the show, and you're going to watch. It's plain and simple. It's right there in the numbers. 8.5 million people. You know how many people watch Peter's premiere? Six million. So they gained two and a half million over the course of the season. That's pretty crazy. Colton gained um, three million over the course of first episode to last episode, but his first episode went up against the national championship. So if you want to do that, which was Peter's second episode, which drew 5.3 million and the finale drew 8.5, he actually gained... 3.2 3.2 million from the episode that went up against the national championship versus the finale. So yeah, um, this show's a juggernaut, people, and ain't going anywhere. Get used to it. Um, summer games might be going somewhere. You know, we're not going to have that, but uh, I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to say. I mean, summer games is going to follow the same format as winter games: international contestants and American contestants, and. I'm sure they will make it in the announcement. They just can't take a chance with bringing international contestants over. Well, hell, there's a there's a 30-day ban on travel from Europe to the United States. So how would they get anybody over here for testing uh, in between March 10th today and, I guess, April 10th? You know, 30 days might end up being extended to 60 days. Like, there's just no way because it was supposed to start uh, filming in the middle of May. So that's that. As for Claire, like I said, filming starts tomorrow night. Off day Saturday, group date start Monday, and then we'll see. They're going to do regular stuff in L.A. Group date, one-on-one, group date, rose ceremony. Group date, one-on-one, group date, rose ceremony. And then they're headed out to Chattanooga, Tennessee. After that, I will keep you updated on everything I hear. I am hearing some cities, but nothing confirmed as they are touch and go right now on what they can book, and they are booking by the seat of their pants right now. And... um uh, a couple things that I mentioned in the column yesterday that ended up being confirmed later on in the day. The timeline of Peter and Hannah's breakup. Remember how when Peter was like walking into that California house and knowing that Hannah Ann was coming over, he said he hadn't seen her in a month. Kind of made it seem like, oh, I haven't seen her since the finale. No. 
Uh, Hannah Ann confirmed on Becca and Rachel's podcast yesterday that they broke up at the end of January, which is what I reported yesterday. It was what I heard. It was during Super Bowl week, like during midweek, and then Peter went out to the Super Bowl that weekend. So she confirmed it. They were basically engaged for two and a half months. And now we pretty much know that, um, you know, the picture that I had of Hannah uh, Madison filming in Alabama was on February 11th. She saw Peter sometime after that at the house in California by the pool, and that was that. And they never saw each other again until um, the after the fun arose on Tuesday night. So I just uh, just a lot going on. There's I'm sure there's other things that I'm forgetting, but I do want to get to the interview with Charlene. It's a lot of fun. I didn't have a lot of time to prep for it since yesterday. You know, with Claire's guys being released. Um, and if in case you haven't seen that, go check out yesterday's post. Go check out my Instagram story, and it'll be up on my feed. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, uh, they released 32 guys yesterday. I already had 19 of them during the course of the day. Of the 13 I didn't have, I have them all now. They're all up on my site. and um, So you have the first and last names, age, city, and the Instagram account of all 32 men on Claire's season. We know that um, in the past when they've released the cast early, the last three or four seasons, by the time the filming starts, they've eliminated probably two or three of them that just don't make the cut. So I'll, you know, as soon as I know who didn't make the cut out of those 32, I will uh, let you know. My guess is probably two or three won't make it. Um, and it's just, Charlene and I talk about it a little bit, but just kind of bizarre that 32 guys on this season and they cast nine, not even a third of Claire's guys are 30 or older. And look, it's not saying we know that Claire said on GMA, she dates younger, I don't think she meant, though, I date 11, 12 years younger. I I just, it just, I I almost feel bad for her because, you know, I'm not going to judge a book by its cover. Maybe some of these 27, 28-year-old guys are great. But I'm telling you right now, you can easily pick three of four Claire's, three of four uh, Final Four are going to be guys in their 30s. It's just, there's just no way she's picking four 28-year-olds and a 27, and, you know, it's just... I don't think it's going to happen, but um, all her guys are up on my Instagram feed. I will work on the 13 guys' bios that I did not have going into today. You had 19 of them yesterday, so um, I'll work on those today over the weekend since I'm probably going to have a lot less college basketball to watch and uh, and kind of go from there. But um, So that's the those are the notes I wanted to go over. Uh, there's probably going to be other stuff that I forgot. Send me your reader emails. I'm going to do that next Wednesday. Uh, since it looks like my Vegas trip is going to be canceled. Um, so I'll do a reader emails, final reader emails of the season before we pick back up uh, on May, the week of May 18th when Claire's season starts. So, um, yeah. All right, let's get going. You know where you love her. It's Charlene Join on podcast number 173. All right, let's bring her in. Um, this woman is it's been about a year since she's been on i think she came on at the end of colton's season uh you saw her first on juan pablo's season one of the many reasons why we're bringing her back for this podcast uh she writes for flair.com she has her own website all the pretty pandas.com uh she she's an opera singer uh there's so many other things that charlene joint does uh she's my friend Uh, she used to host the um he said, she said, podcast with me. It's Charlene Joint. Charlene, hi. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> thank you. I feel like we should cut down that intro, but thank you. 
Oh God, Charlene. There I is... know. Okay. So you and I, you and I were texting kind of during the episode last night and you, or actually leading into the episode last night, you have told me like, look, Steve, I am over this season. I don't really care about any of this. I just want to move on to yeah. Claire's season. Um, we're texting during the show the other night and you're like, yeah, this is just, I'm so over this, but now you have a, a little rejuvenation, uh, for this, right? <laughs> well, when we, okay. I just feel like part one of this finale was terrible, dreadful. Yeah. It was awful. And already this whole season has just been such a shit show. It's been painful. It's bad enough to watch, let alone to like recap. I know you feel my pain. And so it's just, I wanted it to be over. I, I, I'm happy it's over, but then they came in with that part two finale yesterday. And I'm not saying it was good. It, you know, if anything left me feeling down, Dirty. <laughs> yeah, down kind of icky, but I will say aspects of it were good TV or at least entertaining TV, unexpected TV, I would say. But yeah, I feel like I'm at least happy that I was excited to talk to you today instead of being like, Steve, I just, I have nothing left, which is how I, I warned you. Yeah. Like last week I was like, I got to warn you, Steve. Like I'm, I, I don't think I'll have a whole lot to say. And you know, I'll be honest since I woke up this morning, it's been nonstop going since ABC released Claire's guys. And I've, I've been putting that stuff together. I had to write my full column this morning. I was just, so I haven't done a ton of prep, but I just basically can kind of go off my column of the things I want to talk about with you. So it's not like I have like question, answer, question, answer. We're just going to have a conversation free flow here of what the hell we saw last night. Um, okay. Because there's just so much to go over. So because we haven't obviously spoken during at, at all during Peter's season. So, you know, in episode one, the revolve date. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so what, what, do, what do we think about the Alea Victoria P feud? Like, oh my, stop stopping my heart, Steve. I can't handle it. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, doesn't the Alea Victoria P feud seem literally like it was five seasons ago? Like, who even cares about that now? You know, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's like, it, it's almost like, but I almost feel that way now. Every season, like, okay, I don't care what happens with girls 30 through 2. It's like, okay, you're irrelevant now. Like, let's get to the ending and, and talk about what's going to happen at the end because obviously all anyone's talking about after last night is, you know, what he did to Hannah Ann, him and Maddie on stage, and Barb. We've already forgotten Victoria P and what a mess she was this. I mean, Victoria F and what a mess she was this Oh, season. yeah, Victoria P is ancient history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so weird because obviously we talk about everything in the moment after it airs, but then at the end of the season, you're like, yeah, who cares what happened with, you know, Sydney didn't like, you know, Tammy and McKenna and Tammy didn't get along. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah, that that all came to, like, I think women tell all happened and then it's like, okay, I'm promptly forgetting <laughs> or at least attempting to forget most of what happened this season Okay, and, so and the women. So I just want to let's let's talk about last night's episode first. Um, we'll just break down. We'll just we're just going to discuss last night's episode and then we'll get into Claire. Um, okay, so we start out and uh, Chris Harrison, the tease that they had all season, ended up being a big giant nothing burger because <laughs> you know Chris 
the first scene of the season that we even saw was Chris at that final rose ceremony telling Peter, there's something I just found out. There's something you need to know. And it ended up being Hannah might not be showing up. They go to commercial. Oh. Peter's on a bed and Chris walks oh. in. Oh, Hannah is coming. Like, that See, was this it. really, this ground my gears. I really, <laughs> I, I don't know if you read my full recap, but I talked about this. I was just like, this is just bullshit. It just really seemed like they were looking for that soundbite that shot of Peter like on the bed saying he's going to pass out. And then I, I just hate that they got it. Like they got what they wanted. And of course that was used in every preview all season long. I, I just feel like if Hannah Ann really was debating not coming to the point where Chris Harrison should even say anything, there would have been something, some ITM, something coming out of her mouth where she's uttering that. And notice how most of that was voiceover. Yeah. And and a lot of it sounded awfully similar to her misgivings after he had left her place the night prior. Like, there just was nothing of her the day of looking stressed out. It just, ugh, I just hate it when our intelligence is insulted to this degree. You don't, <sighs> you don't mean her, you don't think her laying down on the bed and wrinkling her new dress or her, her, her final rose ceremony no, dress? No, she was just stressed. <laughs> there was no shot of her in that dress being like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. I, I feel so hurt. Like her talking about his heart being torn in two directions, it sounded an awful lot like what she was saying after you know what the night he had said that to her. Yeah, I, is all I'm saying. I have yet to you know go in depth for my Pretty Pandas recap to dissect that and analyze that. So who knows? Maybe I'm talking out of my ass right now. I kind of sort of am, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. And I I really think that was you know Chris Harrison was sent in to you know detonate that bomb and get footage that would be used all season long in previews. It's just so, it's so beneath us to, to give us that kind of content. Yeah, it was, it ended up literally what they built their season around was two major things. What is Chris Harrison telling Peter at the final Rose ceremony? Yeah. And who is, and don't and who let is Barb her go. Yeah. And who is Barb <laughs> talking about? And yeah. I just, you know, you you talk about you haven't gone into depth yet for your All the Pretty Pandas recap. The other thing I'm sure you're going to dive into was one of the most unromantic and bizarre proposals we've ever seen. First off, Hannah shows up and you know how this works. The per, The contestant is always the one that talks first and then they let the lead. For the second Hannah walked up, it was all Peter he says Madison's name but then says she left two days ago and then he says it's you and she's like oh you're picking me like there was nothing romantic about that ending no. at all and i had people emailing me today convinced that peter accidentally said madison's name a la ross and rachel when ross was supposed to get married <laughs> on friends like and it was just edited and spliced <laughs> like i have no idea i didn't go back and watch it but what were your initial thoughts on that god awful i mean i'm not gonna i proposal. i just about i just about peed my pants when he said madison <laughs> I was like, no, he did not. And then, you know, he continued that sentence. I did rewind and rewatch to make sure those words did come out of his mouth in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wasn't sure if Madison, she left two days ago, was spliced together and we just saw Hannah Ann's face. But he did, in fact, say those words. It was just really weird timing. It kind of felt like he, it was suggested to him that he mentioned that or something. It just felt really you know, he had an entire day to tell her that information, which frankly would have made a hell of a lot more sense, you know, given that you have an entire day of just normal conversation. You don't need to insert that 
you know, just even mentioning the other girl in what is, should be your proposal speech. It just felt super strange and like it was inserted in there. Um, and it kind of like a throwaway. It was just, it was awkward and not romantic and just weird. I, I don't really have thoughts on whether or not that, you know, he was covering up for calling her Madison. I, I didn't really get that impression. It kind of seems a little too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just honestly don't know what to, it was very unromantic. It didn't seem believable. And it did seem like what Hannah ended up using as her, you know, frustration with him. It did end up ultimately see, being seeming like he did it because she was the only one there and Madison was gone. Yes, for sure. Like, it reminded me a bit of Desiree's season where it kind of felt like she was p- picking Chris just because Brooks had left. Yeah. But I mean, they they have stood the test of time like she proved all of us wrong so but it did have that feeling of like default i don't think there's any doubt it's felt like default and um yeah. and and here's and then you know moving forward in the timeline so they show the proposal whether or not you believed it to be romantic and you really believe they were in love whatever the case they come back to the live show and chris is sitting there with peter and peter has to talk about that moment as he's kind of in the moment, like, Peter, bring us back to that time. How did you feel after that? Oh, it was, it was great. I was so happy knowing what was coming. And then they said, well, that's not all. Let's take a look at what <laughs> happened next, which was the, the breakup at the California house. Sorry, I'm still really, I'm enjoying your impression of Peter. Like, for, He's like, oh, yeah, it was great. I was so happy. <laughs> But then the next thing they show us is footage of him breaking up with her at the at the happy couple house in California. Mm-hmm. But us as an audience had absolutely no context what Peter and Hannah Ann's relationship was from the time they got engaged till the time he broke up with her. At least in the past with Ari and Becca, we saw, you know, cell phone footage of them laying on a it's... hammock and being happy. And same with Hannah Brown and Jed last season. Like they were in the happy house, happy couple house, and he was playing guitar for her. Like, we had yeah. zero fucking context. It's funny you say that because I actually, that's not something I noticed when I watched, but I did uh, the Here to Make Friends podcast this morning, and and it was brought up, and I was like, that's a good point. Like, it kind of, if anything, like, lowered the stakes, like, in a bad way, because if we saw something that, you know, any kind of happiness between them or romance, then it would make the breakup you know, have more impact. Mm. But instead, it's the entire tone of, of it from the beginning just felt like it was doomed to fail. And therefore, just I almost felt like the breakup. I don't know, it, it lost, even though it was, you know, Hannah Ann was obviously fabulous. And, you know, you're rooting for her. But I sort of felt like the impact of that entire scene, just, it felt a little like drawn out and and just, it, I don't know, it hit me less hard than I think it would have if we'd been shown even just one minute, one minute's worth of just, you know, the good times. The only thing we saw was him FaceTiming her with his family with his on parents. the couch. Yeah. And that was, yeah. Yeah, that was nothing. We didn't see them interacting really at all. We know how Barbara after, felt by about, the way, what, about it. Yeah. And that was after what had to be the most painful scene ever of Peter not revealing that he had proposed to Hannah Ann. And it was just like... <laughs> It's just, it's just excruciating. It's like just just say it. Just, oh my just, god! Just spit it out. Like yeah. <laughs> um, it just so it just. I think that moment showed that he's kind of a drama queen too. Every bit as much as his mom. 
I, I'm I'm just like savoring the moment a bit too much. Oh, for sure. And I'm just sitting here going, okay, let's let's spit it out, and then we get to the breakup. And honestly, I granted I haven't rewatched the breakup. I only watch everything once, basically, when it comes to the show, unless I really need a quote or something. But I'm still not even certain what that breakup was about. Like, I kind of get that they like to them. I think that breakup kind of seemed normal and. Maybe Hannah kind of saw it was coming, and to them, they obviously knew that they were having issues. But to us in, as an audience, we had no idea they were having issues. It was straight from the proposal to, oh, by the way, here's one of their meetups in California, and they break up. And, you know, yeah. like I revealed today, and I don't know if you know this timeline, they didn't break up until the end of January. So they were engaged for two and a half months, you know? Um, yeah. So we saw none of that, and I still don't understand, like— and the funny thing was when she came to the door and he opened the door for her, he smiled, they kissed, they embraced, and then they go to the couch and like a it's like a switch flipped and all of a sudden they started talking about all the negative things and it was just at least when Ari opened the door for Becca, they didn't pretend like there was happy time. I don't remember it being that way. It was more like from the second he opened the door, you knew it was coming. This one I, I was I was I mean, I knew it was coming and I think everyone else did, but the way he opened the door and greeted her, it it was like, "Hey, this is great!" And then we're gonna have one of our we're gonna have one of our weekends together. And then he goes on the couch, and uh, you know it's been tough for me. And um, I was just like, "This is this is bizarre." I, that whole breakup. I still do you do you know why he broke up with her? Based on listening to that, <laughs> like, what did you take out of it? Steve, you're not supposed to ask me tough questions. <laughs> I I mean, I, that's a great question. I mean, it definitely seemed as though he just can't love her with all his heart and, you know, variations on that theme. But it is incredible how Ari was, you know, had to be one of the most hated bachelors ever for his equivalent of this moment. Yeah. But yet he, especially now in retrospect, you know, at least he had the conviction of why he was doing it who he was doing it for, you know, he had, he had a mission in doing it. Meanwhile, with Peter, it just sort of felt like he was like kind of just a lost puppy. Like he didn't seem like you said, have any real reasons other than the fact that he couldn't give her what, you know, she deserved, what she was giving him and, you know, good, good on him. If that's really what it is, but I don't. I to me, I, Peter seems like the kind of guy that doesn't. <laughs> I should should watch what I say. <laughs> um, the kind of guy that doesn't end something unless he's pretty confident he has something else, or you know, just the fact that he even proposed to her. It's like he couldn't just end with an unknown. Yeah, I agree. I, I just because he's selfish. That's the end of the day. I mean, nothing. If there's one thing we've learned throughout this entire season, it's that he's been an immature, selfish, and entitled bachelor. And I've been using those words over and over again in my recaps. I don't use them lightly. You know, obviously, we, like I know a lot of people who know him. I'm sure he's a lovely person. But in terms of his showing as the lead on this show, just based on what we're seeing on TV, those those are the best adjectives to describe him. I think Peter said it. Peter had the most perfect description of himself 
last night when he was sitting on that couch, he said, I've made more mistakes than any bachelor in history. That's the one thing yeah. he got right. Like, he was terrible. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give Peter credit where credit is due. And he definitely, you know, when Hannah Ann was, you know, <laughs> definitely going at him. Kicking him in the nuts. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. and rightfully so. And she was, she was doing a great job of it. You know, he definitely didn't fight back. He said, you're completely right. I, I, I got to give him credit. Like, I... I appreciate that he could admit that, but at the same time, you don't get the satisfaction of him. I just feel like there weren't a ton of specifics from him over what he did wrong. I really loved when Hannah Ann was like, why are you sorry? And she had to list the reasons why he might be sorry. It just sort of, it feels like it's just a generic. Yeah. I did everything wrong. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I sucked at this. I couldn't agree more. It's something that he he had no answers for anything. And, and like you said, everything that she called him out on, whether it was the tape segment in California or live on the couch the other night, she was dead on. There's nothing she said that was wrong. And and yeah. he did at least say, like, yeah, no, there's nothing. I, really, I, I shouldn't have, you know, he never should have proposed in the first place. Um, he clearly wasn't over Madison. He kind of gave an excuse like, you know, I had two days to process everything, but that was what she was uh, saying. Like, okay, you had two days. Then you shouldn't have done what you did. You you still yeah, weren't, you know. Yeah, I'm, give, I'm almost going too easy on him by saying, God, it's, that's hilarious. I'm, I know I'm going her on him, but I'm almost going too easy on him by saying that he admitted any fault because he then would always say a kind of like, just so you know, you know, I did only have those two days. I didn't have yeah. that time to process. I'm sorry. Like, you're not, you are the 24th bachelor. Like, I, if he were the first ever, then maybe I would buy that he really was torn between the two women. I understand I have not been in that position. I get that people get confused. However, I personally know people who have been in his position and they did not have that. You know, again, it's about the conviction. Yeah. They might have been kind of attached to someone else and maybe attracted to someone else. But at the end of the day, they were picking who they were picking. And so it bugged me how he was like, oh, that two day thing. Ugh. Or, or another one that bugged me is when he was like, well, I really did love you when I proposed. Like, I really did feel those feelings. It's like he's sort of in a roundabout way, slightly defending himself and his actions, you know, to make him. I understand that it wasn't malicious. We all understand that. But him admitting fault is is not purely admitting fault when he does come back with that kind of defense. If that makes any sense. It does. Uh, OK, so we, we've got <laughs> we've got like uh We've got a situation where, okay, the breakup happens. We all agree Hannah Ann was queen last night. Many mic drop moments for her. Great lines. Um, and she told Peter, put him in his place. And then we get this just awkward, again, scenario where Chris Harrison says, that happened. You, you know, you ended your engagement. Now what do we do? By the way, Peter, you do not know this. But I went and talked. Well, if he watched Monday Night's show, he knew this because they previewed the fact that Chris Harrison went and talked to Madison. So that in and of itself, that's kind of a production thing or whatever. But I know you have a big issue with why Chris Harrison was the one who went to Auburn to talk to uh, Madison and not Peter. Yes, I, I have major beef with this decision on production's part. I think it was an unbelievable liberty for them to have taken um it it also just altered you know the course of things 
I truly wonder if Peter would, you know, especially given his his parents or his mother's thoughts on Madison, would he have taken it upon himself to fly to Alabama? Uh, Would she have, would she have ever reached out? You know, it's just, they, they played this middleman that frankly, at this point, like shouldn't have been required. If they so desperately need to be together, then, and then it will happen. (laughs) It's like the show just can't let someone end up not, in even to the suggestion of a relationship and it's really pathetic it would have been far more satisfying for peter to have ended this season alone and i say that having you know quite enjoyed the last 10 minutes of drama on this season (laughs) i i'm again there was an issue there with okay chris harrison went and talked to madison i don't necessarily agree with it it made no sense why didn't peter do it did would she have reached out if Chris Harrison didn't. We have a bunch of hypotheticals. However, yeah. it happened. Chris Harrison goes to talk to her and <laughs> it says, happened. "Deal with it, Charlie." <laughs> yeah, let's let's. Ha- I'm just for the sake of argument, it happened. Yeah, we got to move on. <laughs> you know, pack your pack your bags, Madison. You're going to California now. After they show Chris Harrison's talk with Madison, they come back to the live spot. Chris Harrison and Peter are sitting there, and Peter's got this you know look on his face of wow. If at that point. They would have said, Peter, we have Madison here tonight. Let's have you guys talk it out now. Okay. But Peter had already recorded this whole taped conversation of him, her showing up in the backyard with the pool, and they already had a talk. So this whole notion of Peter doesn't even know what's going to happen tonight, well, he kind of did because he's been talking to Madison, which we found out last night. After that pool conversation, they hadn't seen each other since that pool conversation, but they had been talking. So, again, it was another scenario where this is just so weird. It's so produced. This and What's interesting about this is I feel like it's a bit of a semantics thing. Like, I need to go back and watch, but was Chris Harrison like, Peter, you didn't know that I did this. Or, yeah, Peter, you don't know that I did this. Because one is like, you didn't at the time know that I did this. And the other one's like, I'm telling you this for the first time. And, you know... And one of those is Peter acting surprised, and the other one is, you know, Peter being surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it- so that's. I feel like I have to go back and and watch that because obviously Peter, you know, if he talked to Madison for five fucking minutes, he would know that Pete, Chris Harrison had gone to get her. That's the reason why she was there. Exactly. So they're trying to play it like he didn't know. I mean, that's the impression I got. But interesting. I have to go back and watch because I don't. I didn't pay enough attention to the the tenses of Chris Harrison's sentence. Yeah, and you're big on tenses with this show. I, <laughs> you are. Well, I mean, it really makes a difference. It's the difference in this scenario between Chris, uh, sorry, between Peter, like, acting or not. And I, I just don't buy it. Like, I don't buy that he didn't, you know, was Madison told not to tell him that Chris Harrison had come get her? Well, here's give me a break. Here's also something that I revealed today. So that conversation with Peter, or excuse me, with Chris Harrison and Madison took place on February 11th, which means okay. that their meeting in California happened, whatever it happened after February 11th. Okay. However, Peter's best friend that runs his charity, Seed to Mountain, had a baby shower on February 1st. And I was being told about it all season. Steve, why is Madison following Peter's best female friend? This Courtney, her name's Courtney. Um, And I was like, well, because Courtney was at the 
wedding vow renewal date on the first episode. They probably met them there. They kept in touch. I don't think it means anything one way or another. Um, so, but I was told the day of Courtney's <clears throat> baby shower, hey, Steve, I heard that Madison was at Courtney's baby shower today. Don't you think that's kind of weird if she's not with Peter or if she's the girl that Peter dumped? Isn't it kind of weird that she's hanging out with his best friend? I'm like, well, I don't have any proof of this. How do you know? And they're like, trust me, she was there. But I didn't see a picture of it. Well, last night after everything played out, Courtney went on her Instagram story and posted a picture from her baby shower on February 1st with Madison. So Madison. Oh, my God. So Madison was at Peter's best female friend's baby shower February 1st, 10 days before Chris Harrison came and talked to her. Now. Oh, whoa. We don't know. I mean, I can't say what they talked about, but you can't. Steve, this is like a murder mystery. Yeah. (laughs) You can't tell me that at some point during that baby shower, Madison asked about Peter, asked about what happened. Like, what happened after I left? Is he still with Anna Ann? Like, and it would, that baby shower would have been about a a few days after he had actually ended the engagement with Anna Ann. So it throws everything into question of this is all acting that I saw last night. There's no way she didn't know. I just want to make sure I have this crystal clear. Yeah. Madison was at this baby shower and Peter was not, or they were both at this. Oh no, Peter wasn't there, but she was there and it's Peter's best female friend who runs a a charity called seed to mountain, which they're going to Uganda. Well, I don't know if they are anymore with the virus, but um, they're going to Uganda at some point or this summer or something like that. And, uh, but yeah, and they had been commenting on each other's pictures ever since, Madison was on the first date of the season that she was at with her husband. So they obviously remained friends, but the fact that she was there now, knowing she was there on February 1st, really calls into question the conversation with Chris Harrison. How much did Maddie really know when Chris Harrison came to see her? Because I cannot imagine for the life of me that Madison wasn't asking questions to Peter's best friend about anything. How is he? What's going on? Is he with it's Hannah? Impossible. Is he not? It's it's impossible to believe. So now, yeah. So now her conversation with Chris Harrison basically becomes a fraud to me. I wish I could say I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. You just you thickened the plot, Steve, as you always do. As I always do. I was in a lot yeah. of I was in a lot of plots this season. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you. That's absolutely true. You were. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Moving on from that, we have we have we we now have Peter and Madison having their pool conversation, and then Madison being brought out on stage. Sorry, um, I have I have to pause your yeah. to right now to just tell you what's happening in our apartment right now. Andy is quietly shuffling in his socks around the apartment with with um, alcohol wipes that we finally got in the mail. And he's disinfecting the, the whole part, the whole the whole apartment. I just saw he just like padded through the room and then quietly was disinfecting like the front door handle and like the <laughs> and then he like padded back up the stairs quietly. <laughs> and I'm trying to like keep a straight face having this conversation with you, but it's a pretty funny thing to be having going on in the background. <laughs> Wait, did I thought he went? I thought he was going to the gym. He went. He he came back from the gym with with an Amazon package and his and is now wiping everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You asked you asked a very pertinent question about Peter's season. I'm sorry. Did I? I don't even <laughs> No, I was just we're we're at the point now where Madison is now brought brought out on stage after we have uh, they had their talk 
and we find out that he hasn't seen her since that day in California, whenever that was. It was after February 11th. Um, but they've talked, and it's like, do you, are you in love with her and all this stuff? Again, what was your thought process of Madison and Peter on the couch and how they sold what they're going to be doing going forward? I, I'll get to that in one second, but first, like the fact that he didn't even see her since whatever conversation happened after, if their con- who knows whether it was February 12th, or February, I don't know, 29th, yay leap year. You know, you don't know. I don't know how long it's been, but even the fact that they didn't see each other more than that, it really suggests how involved production was in this saga and this, obviously, this entire season. Like, why the hell could she not have stayed the night or why couldn't they? You know, it's, it's, I just feel like it's getting out of control, like the puppeteering. It's like clearly they wanted them to spend time apart, not talk about things, not talk about their feelings, go into this live segment as unprepared and uninformed about each other's feelings as possible. Clearly, Barb, you know, they didn't want Madison going anywhere near Barb on FaceTime. That's to be sure. Yeah. You know, to, to like clear any air whatsoever. It just felt like I, I just hate that what bugs me so much about the season is that we we don't need this. This is oh, this show provides plenty drama enough the way it was, and it's not that I'm change averse. It's that this isn't fun. It's not this isn't watching normal human development or reaction. It's watching lab rats being like poked and prodded all the time. Yeah. No, I. Think, um, but to, sorry. Go no, go ahead. Oh, but to, oh no no I want you to say what you're going to say because then I'm going to move on to the next point. No, I was gonna, I was going to move on, but go, I, that's why I wanted. Oh. To <laughs> okay. Well then, let's move on. Um, I I thought that the segment on the sofa was mega awkward. I know we were supposed to be convinced that they really, I just felt like no one ever was, was like, yeah, I'm like totally in love with her. Yeah. I'm totally in love with him. It was more like, Oh, those feelings I had in Australia, they never left. It just was that nothing was said again with conviction, with any kind of passion of any kind. I just, I wasn't convinced that they, even really were that interested in pursuing something together, frankly. Yeah. And I know that sound. I don't want to sound like. No, Charlene, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Most people think that today. <laughs> That's true. I, yeah. I know. I have to think about who my audience is right now. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't buy what they were selling last night. It's just yeah. fact. So let's now move on to the whole Barb aspect. Oh, can we talk about the body language too? Like yeah. it was pretty frigid and there was not enough like, given how vocal Barb was, there wasn't enough of Peter like stepping in, stopping his mother and just sort of defending Madison. He just sort of was like, it's like he had his hands up in the air or just in between them. Like, don't get me involved. It was just, ugh, it was, if, if he really does love Madison the way he kind of sorted suggested he did, that was like a really pathetic showing in her defense. I don't even think, I know they didn't kiss. I don't think they ever were holding hands on the couch together. It just, the most he did was like half-heartedly put his Arm. hand around her waist. Yeah. Okay. yeah, when when he said to his mom, "I may or may not have rewatched," yeah. <laughs> and he said to his mom, "Like I'm telling you, I love her. Like please respect that or whatever." Like he sort of had his arm-ish around her. Yeah. But again, this is a guy that I know every bachelor does this. But like as I said in my recap, you know he's stroking the arms and like faces and thighs of of women he would send home hours later. I just. Yeah. I just feel like 
she's there they're they're on the same page presumably like I, I I just needed something there to be convinced that they even wanted to pursue something together and I didn't see it so then Barb becomes a meme if she becomes the talk of social media last night here's my take I, I, I haven't read what you wrote in Flair. I got to believe you're going to agree with this somewhat. But <laughs> um, look, I don't think anybody thinks that Peter and Madison are, are long term, not because of how they sat on the couch together last night, but just they are just way too different people. She's she is. He's not the type of man that she really probably needs in her life um he's more of a you know he's the he's the la pilot playboy kind of guy and she's obviously super christian and needs a guy who, who who really has faith as a main part of his life and it just they seem very apples and oranges now granted opposites do attract we get it but they just seem like they weren't going to work out long term and i think barb sees that so i don't think barb is wrong in saying they're not going to work out however to absolutely completely pull the pants down of your son on national television and embarrass him the way she did by being so just negative about the whole thing. Like she can think that I'm fine with that because they're probably not going to work out in the long run. However, I think there's a time and a place and national TV to just absolutely eviscerate your son on national TV next to his, you know, new girl that he really wants to give a try. What, what did she gain out of being such a biatch to him and to her? <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to some, you know, obviously I've been talking to a lot of people about this finale today and a friend made the good point that it wasn't so much what she was expressing that was overstepping because, you know, we there are many parents on this planet who are as involved as she is and have as big a say in who their children date as she does, evidently. But it really was the setting that made this completely inappropriate and overstepping and just out of bounds. In no world can she look back on this and be like, yeah, I stand by that. That was the right thing to do. She was obviously overcome by by emotion. And I I, Ashley Spivey tweeted that she felt there was more or it might have been an Instagram comment, but that she felt there was more to this than met then meets the eye. And I, I do feel like she could be onto something like mm-hmm. Barb's issues with Madison seem to run deeper than just her not apologizing for making them wait three hours, yeah. especially given this is a highly produced TV show. And we all know that Madison's not directly responsible for those three hours that they spent waiting. Yeah. Um, there's definitely more at play here. I just think Barb, her, she, her level of like, of, hatred for madison doesn't really add up and the irony is she sorry she brought up her reasons for disliking madison at the beginning almost you know when she started talking i feel like she brought it up as as a defense because she i think she's been getting hate since monday's episode and so it's almost like i want you to know that the reason why is like this is the backstory you know this is what you didn't see on tv but it ended up almost making her look worse because it in no way lined up with what she would end up saying that you know, in that seat that night. Well, the other thing was what she ended up saying, you know, we can list the four things that she said. It was, she made us wait three hours. When she finally came in, 
She didn't apologize. She told me she wasn't in love with my son, and she said she wouldn't accept her proposal four days later. Okay, great. Barb, that also happened in the fucking first week of November. Like, get over it. It's mid-March. Why are you still bitching about her back then? And I think you the word you used was perfect. Barb doesn't dislike Madison. Um, she hates her. And that's it's really weird the level of hatred that woman had toward Madison. I don't care. And, you know, there's some stuff that's happening on Instagram, and the brother made some comments basically insinuating, you guys have absolutely no idea. This is reality TV. They're making her look a certain way. We know the real her. That's why we're acting this way. If you only think we only know certain things, trust me, we don't. They're basically calling out Madison's character now, even post-show, which I think is making them look even worse. Um, because they're basically making Madison out to be the 180 degree opposite of how the show portrayed her this season. Um, Interesting. So Barb and the family hate her. So it's fine. You don't like your, you don't like your son's new girl. That's fine. Um, That's why I feel like Spivey's onto something that there's something we're missing here. Yeah. Like it, it just feels, it just feels off. And just, but I mean, again, the setting, just, you're the mother. Why can't you try and at least, just fake it for the, the last 30 minutes of the show. <laughs> just fake it and say, I, you know, I, I, think they have a, I think they have a hard road ahead of them. I think they really have to work through some things. But he's my I, son and I love him and I support. Uh, I'm going to support add, him whatever he does. Why not say I that? I'm, I know I'm shitting on Peter a lot, but I have to add that if you're, you know, 27, 28 year old man and you know that your mother is as involved in your dating choices as she is, you should be way more careful with how you introduce a woman. You know, one of the first things he tells his parents about her is that is the whole saga with the ultimatum and the fantasy suites, how they didn't, they, you know, they went their separate ways. And it's like, I, I have very loving parents and you know they let me have my independence but let me tell you if i was like i'm dating this guy and right off the bat i'm going to tell you this like really recent shitty thing that happened between us they are never going to forget that for all eternity it like i just feel like that's just something you learn as an adult which i guess peter isn't quite yet but it's that you have to censor what you tell you know like i rewatched the scene where he said, oh, you're going to meet these two women. And he said, Madison, you know, the one who was at your vow renewal, his mom was like, oh my God, really? She was super stoked. She referred to her as Maddie. Yeah. Like, like, you know, as though she's somewhat familiar with her. It was what unfolded afterwards. And I don't think it was, I, I think Peter has to take some responsibility in that for, if the fantasy suite thing was as irrelevant as he later would make it out to be, you know, their relationship's so great. This was just a tiny blip. Then just don't fucking mention it. I'm sorry. You would think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's, you know, and that's the thing about becoming an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I, I, I I don't know. I have a heart for Barb. Like I understand that she did a lot of things wrong and I, I just, it's clear that she her execution was terrible, but that her heart was in the right place. Yeah, she has every right to think that my husband, my, my husband, my son and this girl are never going to last because most of yeah. us think they're not going to last. Um, yeah, but 
why not just be like, you know, they have some hurdles. I'm here for them if they need anything. It's going to be tough. My, me and your, me and your father have been together 31 years. It's not all been 31 years of bliss. Like we've had our ups and downs. You guys are starting out on a very kind of behind the eight ball, and they've already got like the other thing about Barb is look, Barb, they've already got enough obstacles ahead of them starting out this relationship. Maddie has to get over the fact of what happened on overnight dates. Maddie has to get over the fact that even if she gets past the overnight date aspect, that he still went and proposed to another woman and was engaged for two and a half months. <laughs> now you throw in the fact that his mother and father and brother absolutely hate you. Like she's never going to win them over ever. It, this relationship is over. It's doomed. They might be done by this weekend. There's no point to try and even fight for this. I don't think. Do you? I mean, no. And again, I I cannot stress enough that the the body language, there's just general, you know, level of, of joy at after the final rose to me suggested that it is doomed. And that's because I, I said, I, I hate to like repeat myself, but I also said this in my recap and which is that, you know, Peter's general happiness to be in Madison's presence would go a really long way in warming his family's heart towards her. You know, it's again, it's not just words. It's not, Oh, you guys, I love her. Like you have to trust me. It's like, just look fucking happy in her presence. And you just didn't get that feeling. Like if I were her family, I'd kind of be like, was this really what you're fighting for too? Because it's not, he looked miserable. He looked exhausted and miserable. And I get that he was in a shitty position his, his, the family situation, I get it. Like he, I can only imagine how difficult that was. But if this really is, you know, you're you're finally public. You're finally pursuing this. She's the love of your life, and you you get to finally be together. I just wasn't getting enough happiness from either of them in that moment. Well, I can tell you this because I'm sure you didn't read what I wrote today, so I can kind of break it down for you now. Um, okay, I. Uh, there were a lot of things about that finale that were just off. We can fully agree with that. This show, I, I said it last night, and I'll say it again today, that was one of the most bizarre things this show has ever produced, and that's saying something for this show. <laughs> like, it wasn't even – we haven't seen anything like that ever. It was just so weird. Um, I was told post-show uh, Barbara ripped into production. She's putting the blame on them for Peter getting back with Madison – um, she never... Well, she's not wrong about that. Well, no, I don't. I don't think she is either. That I, I'm actually. I feel validated to hear that because that's what I felt immediately when I watched last night. I was told this specifically by someone that's let's just say close to the situation. They okay. they texted me and said, "What a mess! Didn't see that coming. There could have been several outcomes tonight, and was truly shocked on that one. Let's just say there were other girls involved in that picture that weren't mentioned." So everything that I've heard over the last three months has basically been Peter's been philandering around. He's been basically banging any, anything in sight. And there might've been a reason that Kelly wasn't at the woman tell all, but she was sitting there last night. Um, there might've been a reason really? why the Julie LaPlaca rumors uh, surfaced. Um, there's no proof to any of this, but, Knowing what I was told last night, um, the I I don't want to say this is a Tiger Woods situation where it's as bad as that. I'm just talking about the Tiger Woods situation in that once one woman came forward about someone's behavior, 
a bunch of others kind of felt the same. I have a feeling that over the next few weeks, Peter is going to be in tabloid hell because <laughs> stories are going to start getting out about how he was acting over these last three months, two and a half months of which he was engaged to Hannah Ann this last month, pretending, I guess, that him and Maddie are a thing. I've heard he doesn't even really talk to her. I heard that was all for show last night. There's nothing to Peter and Maddie. They will be done very shortly. And maybe that is the justification that Barb has in acting the way she did last night. I don't know. But um, I think we're going to start hearing some stuff come out in the next few weeks that make Peter look even worse than he already does. I'll give Barb credit for this, which is that she did not fake it. Like she doesn't fake how she feels. She didn't censor anything which from a reality tv perspective like yeah we can criticize how she treated madison it was totally uncalled for overstepping wrong setting blah 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 but it you know i believe that she believes what she's saying which i cannot fully say for either peter or madison yeah i don't think they do either i don't think they're real like i don't believe anything that they sold me on that couch last night i don't think they will be a couple very long at all um, honestly, if they were if if they were done by this Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised. And the other thing is, I don't <laughs> you know, Madison experienced it for the first time last night with Barb. I mean, she probably heard some things and maybe realized that Barb wasn't a fan of hers. But to sit there and take that what she did last night. Why does Madison want to be part of this relationship? Like, is she going to like the other thing that Madison and Peter didn't give us is any sort of plan of what their future is together. Like, oh, we're going to take it day by day and see. Well, what does that mean, Peter? Are you going (laughs) to are you moving to Alabama? Is she moving to L.A.? Because if, if you expect us to believe that you guys are going to put out an effort as a long-distance couple, there's not a chance in hell they are going to make it. No, that was no one way. of my one of my favorite lines, by the way. It's like, well, what happens now? It's like we're gonna um, take it uh, day by day. They have no, <laughs> they have no plan, which makes me not want to believe anything they say because it. That's a very easy answer of okay. When we break up, when we announce our breakup, no one will be surprised because they don't have anything serious. Like if if you would have sat on that couch last night and said we just talked. Madison is moving out here next week. I'm moving out of my parents' house. We are going to at least give this a try, but we have to give this a try together. These two will never move in together. They'll probably barely ever talk after last night. It's a joke. It's not real, unfortunately. Sorry. I'm I'm glad we're on the same page about that. And I really, you know me, I rarely take this strong a stance, honestly, at After the Final Rose. I'm usually like, well... You know, with, like, Nick and Vanessa, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, this isn't going to last. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a tough time. Like, it's always hard after the season airs. And, like, you know, like, just you kind of want to just wish them the best, Godspeed, and, like, figure your shit out. It may or may not end up in you staying together. But I just sort of watch what I say because it's – you never know, like, when a couple might – defy the odds and actually make it work. But in the case of last night, it was pretty painfully obvious that this wasn't, that they couldn't, that my favorite was when Chris Harrison asked Peter, like, do you love Madison? This was before she, just before she came out. And he, his answer was like, pause, pause, pause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, yeah. Uh, you know. It was a, a, yeah. After a whole lot of pausing, like it was the least convincing you know, a declaration of love I'd ever heard. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, <laughs> it is at least like satisfying to talk with someone who agrees with you as full heartedly as you do. 
I, it was I, rough. I, yeah, I usually I usually do agree with uh, a lot of the stuff you say. I think we we kind of run the same wavelength with. Um, well, I actually think you're show. more of a you're more of a cynic with the show than I am. Just saying something because I don't I think I'm pretty cynical. But you're you're I sometimes I'm like oh Steve you know he's being a little harsh whatever. But yeah. in this case this is this is doomed. I, I I've never like the stuff you're hearing through the grapevine whether or not it turns out to be true all i can say is i i believe it yeah i find it more likely that he's been boning for the last three months than that he's you know been wallowing at home thinking about madison yeah no i and i think most people feel that same way too it's just not realistic to believe that you know this is this is even going to be a thing and when i was told like yeah we didn't even think he was going to say madison last night like some people thought he was going to admit to a relationship with Kelly that has happened post-show. Like, if that Wait, rumor what? ends up being true. No, that's is that, why, like, is that's, that a rumor? Tell yeah, me about that's that. the rumor, but that's why she was there. Like, it was almost a possibility. Like, kind of why they were promoting this as Peter doesn't even know how this is going to end. Because they, and we don't know how it's going to end, which was because they didn't know if Peter was going to say, I want to try again with Madison, because apparently they all are well aware there are other girls in the situation that he could have said, I'm going to give it a try with so-and-so and not named Madison. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, what I don't get is, like, they're trying so desperately to, like, funnel it into the narrative that they want. But it would be way more be- like, way better if he was just like, actually, Kelly and I have been talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would be like, what? <laughs> it, would, it almost would have been more believable. But I, At this point, I absolutely think so. I mean, we'll we'll see what comes out in the next few days or weeks, but um, trust me, it's coming. Uh, there are going to be some stories that come out of the woodwork of how Peter acted over these last couple months. Whether or not women attach their name to it is going to be the big thing. If they're just going to say, like, oh, I hooked up with him at a, at a club or whatever, um, I don't know. But they're out there, and the stories are out there. Whether or not they're true and whether or not there's going to be proof behind it, that I'm not sure of, but... There are plenty of stories out there. So what what bugs me about this is just like I want those two and a half months of my life back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't want to. I understand that there's only so much sincerity in anyone's quest as the Bachelor or Bachelorette, but like he was plenty famous after Hannah B's season. Like if he wanted to do the Bachelor Playboy thing, like you could absolutely do that for a while. I just I just hate you know watching this many hours of pretty excruciating television i mean this was a bad season it just wasn't a feel-good season it wasn't even that entertaining it was just painful and then in the end it's like to find out that more likely than not he's actually been basically behaving like i don't know who are who are some legendary bachelor playboys blake or chase or i don't know who yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know the you know who I'm referring to. I don't actually know if they well, even Bla- are. Yeah, Blake what Blake did last year on Parrot. Yeah, before Parrot. Yeah, I kind of yeah. just feel like if you're going to do that then like you might as well own it. Take the notoriety you have. Yeah, and just be pl- leading into that for a while and then I don't know. I I, I don't want to sound like I I take this so seriously and I want a love story, but it really does it really is what makes a season like this palatable is if you really believe in a love story at the end of it. And it's just like, I feel like my time was wasted. Yeah, no, it was because we all know that he's not going to end up with Madison. And like I said, I would not be surprised if it's announced this week because I think Madison's family watching that on TV last night 
might even jump in and say, Madison, we don't – I mean, Peter seems like a great guy, and I know you want to maybe try with him, but we don't want you to be part of any of that anymore. Oh, that, my God. That is can ridiculous you, how she treated you on TV. Yeah, and, I can't if, – if I was dating a guy and his mother spoke – to me like that on national television, like my mother literally would not talk to me until I broke up with him. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I mean. Like, why like don't, she, Why is she even I'm going to make the effort going forward? I don't think she will. I think she, I think that might have been the final straw last night. Like, Peter, you know, I really have feelings for you. We have this great experience together. But sorry, I'm not going to pursue this knowing that I will never win over your mother. She's always going to not just dislike me, hate me with a passion. If I'm honest, it's at the point where I almost would respect Madison less for stick for staying yeah. in that situation. Don't, don't do it to be like let's let's prove her wrong, Peter. Let's prove Barb wrong that we've got a love that lasts forever. No, go the other way. Just break up. Yeah, I, I would. Res- I hope she leaves. I truly do. It, I, I just think that it's the best for all parties, and she would come out looking stronger than if she tries to make this work. I mean, it's, we're not even talking about the distance. Yeah. And and by the way, all the all the differences in their lifestyles and beliefs and values and X Y Z that was by the way never solved along yeah. the way. Not 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 in the least bit was it solved. It's ridiculous. No. They have nothing yeah. in they're, they're no. There's nothing there. We all can see it. There people that be like, oh no, he's gonna fight for her. Look at look at everything he did. He ended an engagement for her. No, he ended an engagement because he probably wanted to have sex with somebody else after, you know, a month, you know, it just, there's nothing believable about what they sold us. These two are never going to last. Don't even bother getting your hopes up. They're done. Um, all right, let's, (laughs) we've spent almost an hour talking about this. That doesn't surprise me at all. We tend to do that. I know. So let's move on to the bachelorette. Um, one thing about just the, the, the filming side or the production side of this is I really think, because the last three Bachelorettes, Rachel, Becca, and Hannah Brown, all when they were introduced on the After the Final Rose, got to meet the first five guys of their season last night. My guess, and I haven't heard this from any insider knowledge or anything, my guess is Claire was supposed to meet five guys last night, but because of the way everything was going last night, and it was such compelling television, they weren't going to cut out of Barb or Peter or any of that. They were right not to. They got Claire got Claire really got the short end of the stick because they brought her out after nine o'clock. So if you DVR'd it, you didn't even see Claire. Yeah, actually, my <laughs> mine cut out. I yeah. only she was like mid conversation with Chris Harrison, and then it cut out. Yeah, and I'm I'm telling you right now, I, that was my guess. Is that like they did it the last three seasons? Why would they have not done it for Claire? And yeah. my, my guess is they just let that run longer than expected. And then when they brought Claire out, all they could do is talk because they didn't have time to set up the fake front of the mansion and whatever. So anyway, Claire season starts filming this week and starts filming tomorrow. And you obviously have a knowledge of Claire having been on Juan Pablo's season with her. I don't know how close you guys remained post filming, but at least you spent a good month with her when you were on Juan Pablo season, I know you are excited about the fact that Claire is the bachelorette. So just kind of talk about it. Talk about the age thing. If you think this is a, a positive for the show, a negative, why do you think they ended up going with Claire? Just your thoughts overall. 
so many things. I know, um, I know. Just... Yeah, so that's true. Like I, you know, I filmed for just shy of six weeks, and I obviously Claire made it further than I did, and so I lived with her for that entire time. And we have not remained. Honestly, we were never really in the same friend group. But I would also say that we weren't so, like the heart of each of our friend groups. Like I, you know, I would say we were more each peripheral people in our friend groups. And I have always liked Claire. She and I are super different people. Um, I've always felt that she that I like like her more than she liked me, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but I think that she's like a, a very she's one of those. I said this. I hate to repeat myself, but I literally just did a podcast this morning where I was asked the same question, and my answer was that I what I like about Claire and why I think she'll make a good lead is because she has the backbone and she ha- she has the ability to like stand up for herself and like lay down the law you know, the way the Hannah Browns and like Emily Maynards and Rachel Lindsay's have done. But at the same time, she's totally willing to like melt down. Like she, like Hannah Brown again, like she's not, she doesn't have that filter or that veneer that stops her from like being willing to be a mess on TV. And I think the combination of those two things is what makes a really good bachelorette. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And I've always felt that she would, she would be a great bachelorette. And I, I'm not surprised she was cast because I remember talking to Alon Gale, like within a year or two of my season ending and him mentioning her name in passing. So we're talking like four years ago, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't even work for the show anymore, but he kind of, you know, he said, Oh, I would really like Claire. Like he, he just thinks that he, I, I remember him saying that he always thought Claire would make a great lead. And of course that didn't happen because of Andy and, it's like, I, I think that this was kind of her destiny in a weird way, because she really does have the personality for this role. I think it's a shame it, you know, it's, it didn't happen sooner for her. But at the same time, I think it's awesome that we have a 38-year-old bachelorette. My only hope is, and I know the guys came out today, that I just I just don't think she should be dating a 23-year-old on television. It's not that I don't... <laughs> think it's going to work but like if you combine the the age 23 with the fact that it's a guy that's going on the bachelorette in the first place you know which has its connotations of you know being for the quote-unquote wrong reasons i just it, i think it's not a great you know it's probably not gonna work <laughs> well i can't even get through the sentence with a straight face you know what i mean yeah i just i think it's um i think it's really just Look, I know that they cast the show before they cast their lead. They've done it for years. It's it's television. They they don't wait, and they and they did wait till the last minute to cast Claire. I know there was some last minute additions in terms of the cast, but when you release thirty two guys today, and only nine of the thirty two are thirty years or older, you, she's got twenty one guys that are twenty nine or younger. I mean, that's you know, Claire turns Claire turns thirty nine on March twentieth. This is. So basically two thirds of her cast is 10 years younger or less. Like that's a big deal. You know, I, I'm not saying age means everything, but when it comes to this show, we know how 27, 28 and 29 year old guys on this show act. And Claire's not going to stand for that. I don't believe like it's, it's almost like you can basically pick her final four, or at least I guarantee you at least three of her final four will be the 30 year olds. If anything She'll maybe have one guy in her 20s in her final four. I just, I don't see it. I don't want to discredit a 28-year-old man on this show or 27. 
She's got like three or four 25s on there. Like, there's just no way Claire is going to vibe with a 25-year-old dude. It ain't happening. Why are they doing this to her? I feel, I almost feel bad for her. Oh, I feel, I'm, I will openly admit I feel bad for her. Like, if I were in her position, I would be like, can we, like, go back to the drawing board and, like, axe, you know, five guys, you know, under 30 and add a few more over? Yeah. I mean, it's just very limiting. She can do way better on Raya. Oh, for sure. I I just, it just, I mean, it it sucks because it's, and it's not like, look, she knows what she's signing up for. She knows what she's getting into. It is what it is. But, you know, let's just say this doesn't work out for her in the end. It's, you know, a 39 year old woman now just wasted six months of her life, possibly fun because, you know, it films for two months and then it's going to air for two over the course of two and a half months. And then she's got to do media post show. Like this is like going to be a six month process before she, if, if it doesn't work out, she's all, you know, I just, Till she's like free and clear of this to where she can go back to dating in her real life. And I'm not saying, yeah, on Raya. So I'm not, I'm not going to say that she can't find someone out of this, but she's very, very limited by the guys that we uh, were presented uh, today. It just facts are facts. Like she's, yeah, yeah. She's not, that's not, she's not picking a 27 or 28 year old at the end of this thing. I'm I'm telling you right now, it ain't happening. I, I mean, I agree. You're definitely preaching the choir. Like what you're saying is not subjective. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's fact. Yeah. And I, and it's like, you know, she might think they're cute. She might, you might have a fun date with them and she's not going to, you know, she's not going to say on the first night, anyone under 30, just leave now. I have, you have no chance, but cause she has to put on a television show and Claire does that well. And it's the one thing I'm kind of nervous for her about because I feel that she is very easily swayed by production based on what we saw on your season, what we saw on seasons one and two of paradise, what we saw. Yeah. But that absolutely, that ties into why she is good TV was, yeah, it was cast and would make good TV. You know, she's, it, it's kind of part and parcel, I would say. But what I do love is that like, I, for one, you know, it's been a while since I felt this way. Like you really feel like she's, she is really ready. You know, like I don't, I'm not just saying that because she's 38. Like you get, she's, I feel like she of all people knows what she's looking for. And I hate to sound all, you know, trite and, and say these, you know, these bachelory things or, oh, she's, she's ready for love. And she, you know, she knows what she wants in a man and <laughs> all that. But I really, you really do feel that way about her of all people. And so therefore you would really like to, have at least 50% of her guys be feasible candidates. And she's this isn't, so like it's not nine. just TV, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. It's just, it's, it's going to be, I mean, look, we're going to get the same stuff. I saw the ratings for Peter's season. Everyone talked about what a shit show this was. And these girls are too young. And why are we skewing to this demographic? All they care about is Instagram and influencing and eight and a half million people tuned into the finale last night, which is, uh, 300,000 more than tuned into Colton's finale. So again, no way. Wow. Yeah. So again, people complain and bitch about this show all the time, yet they're always watching and the show isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, you know, Claire's going to go through with her season. She's going to be affected. Um, well, the season is going to be affected by the coronavirus. I heard international travel is out of the question now. Um, so they're doing everything domestically. Canada might be the most, quote-unquote exotic place they go this season uh, is what I'm hearing. 
Canada's great. They should go to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't say, get the attention it deserves. <laughs> I want to say the last time they went to Canada was, I believe, Sean Lowe's, uh, yeah, Sean Lowe's season when they went to, um, they did the, the polar bear plunge oh, or whatever. Bam. Yeah, wasn't yeah, that in Lake Louise? Lake so Louise, Bam, yeah. yeah. So that was the last time they were even in Canada. Um, but yeah, I heard international travel is basically done. And um, about an hour before you came on, I reported um, Summer Games uh, has been canceled. They're not doing no that. No way. Yeah. <gasps> At all? The entire show? Entire se- yeah, the entire show is done. Because that, that whole the whole concept of that show is to have half yeah. the cast as international contestants, and they can't. They don't want to take a chance of bringing them in. And um, if you had, I mean, could you, could you technically do summer games with just bachelor contestants? I guess, but then it's not truly like U S team versus an international team. That's the whole point of summer games, just like it was for winter games. So, um, I think, um, not, not to, yeah, just just to get back to Claire's thing. I think one of the most interesting things about her season will be, watching a 23 year old and a 42 year old live in the same house together. I mean, that will be very interesting. Well, I think that they already have their built in drama because I have a feeling you're going to get the 30 year old guys constantly telling Claire, this guy, you know, this guy isn't ready. This guy isn't serious. He's a party guy. And they're going to, they're clearly going to use the older guy versus younger guy dynamic in the house as their main source of drama. We we know it's coming. We just there's it's built in. They they don't even have to try because we know this season at some point one of the older men is going to say Claire that guy's not here for the right reasons. We know it because he's yeah. Claire he's too young for you. You know we know it's coming. So um, what was the other thing I wanted to say about Claire's season? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, do you have any? Do you have anything else? <laughs> Add about like, um, add about. Claire? I was just envisioning the forty-two-year-old sleeping in one of the bunks in a mansion with like seven roommates, and it was amusing me. <laughs> oh, by the way, the forty-two-year-old also has a fifteen-year-old and a twelve-year-old son, two sons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, mean, I, I, I mean, good-looking guy. I don't I mean, have an issue with it. Good-looking guy. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I'm rooting for the Canadian. Like, there's two Canadians. Yeah, Mike. Mike. But, to- Mike Tobin is the other one. Yeah. I'm I'm rooting for the the 38 year old Canadian. I think um, the Calgarian. The Calgarian, yes. This is just based on photos. <laughs> yeah, based on photos. I just liked his denim shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he tatted up? I couldn't. I don't remember. And he probably wasn't because he's one of my favorites. Okay, so and, <laughs> you, don't like, and you don't like. Well, I just uh, it's not my thing. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> Um, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about with Claire's season. Um, the age, the this, the that. Uh, oh, it's going to keep you up tonight, know, Steve. It's, you it's have to think me. of it. You it's can do it. And, and you was s- it about the guys? No, I don't think it was about the guys because the main thing about the guys was the whole age thing and the fact only nine of the 32. Was it Was it about like you said it during your drama answer. in the season? You said it during your answer and I was like, oh, that's a good point. And then now I've totally blanked on it. Well, and my answer, what was, what was my answer generally? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can do this. I believe in you. Don't, uh, do you want to let how about we move on and then it'll come to you. That works. It, it very well could. Um, but now I'm just trying to think of what the next thing to move on to with Claire's season is. Uh, we talked about location. We talked about how it's going to be affected by the coronavirus. Hell, maybe they might even do the, they, for all we know, they might do the final rose ceremony at the mansion, like Caitlin's season. You know, I, I just don't know 
how this is going to play out because they are scrambling because they were set to go to Iceland, Rome, and Croatia for Claire's season, and now Oof. those are all off the table. She gets oh, screwed. that is heartbreaking. Yeah, so those aren't happening, and now I know that they're scrambling. I know they're definitely going to Chattanooga, Tennessee, which I'm sure you're thrilled about. Um, <laughs> I don't have any opinion. I've never been to Tennessee. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Chattanooga, Tennessee is one of them. I'm hearing, well, I don't want to say anything because then people are going to say reality C was reporting. And then if they don't end up going there, I don't want to be, you know, the one that, yeah. And you shouldn't be telling me this stuff anyway, because it's like semi spoilerish. Oh yeah. That's right. You hate spoilers. Forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I don't hate them. <laughs> they just make my job a lot harder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I'm blanking, Charlene. It's Damn you it. lost it. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Such a we it's like such a, a balloon. You <laughs> let the balloon fly into the air. You didn't you didn't jump high enough when you needed to. I know. We're just like, oh, what happened here? Uh, anyway. I hate that. But we've been we've had a good we've had a good 15 minutes on Claire, which is pretty much what I wanted to uh, get in. I mean, there's only so much we can talk about when we we all we know is faces ages and cities of these guys we don't know anything about them um but we do have an idea of claire since we've seen her on tv four times you were on a season with her um but yeah i think it's at this point it's a wait and see kind of attitude of let's just let's see how it plays out but we can kind of see some storylines already yeah kind of built into this season and i just don't think she's going to put up with a lot of young immature behavior that we've seen in past seasons which i so look forward to i look forward to her not putting up with that oh i wanted to ask you are you covering yeah. that musical spin-off show i've already spoiled the ending i don't <laughs> okay yeah. don't tell me don't yeah tell me. i've already spoiled basically the fi- what happens in the finals and who wins but in terms of episode by episode stuff and who gets eliminated i don't give a shit no it's just okay yeah, so the answer know. to my question is Yes. <laughs> yes, it was spoiled, but just the ending, and I don't care to spoil anything else. Um, well, I, I love that you I will, spoiled like the ending of a of a six. Oh wait, did you remember? No, no, no. I was going to say um, I will watch it though because these people are now part of Bachelor Nation, and some of these people are going to be on Paradise. You know, so really, oh yeah, no, oh, this I did is, not know that. This is under the Bachelor umbrella. This is the Bachelor presents. Listen to your heart, and you know Chris Harrison is the host. It's they are they're all living in a mansion in L.A. That's not the mansion used for Bachelor and Bachelorette. They found a different one, but oh yeah, these people are now part of Bachelor Nation, and they're going to shove this show down your throat whether you like it or not. It's why they promoted it on <laughs> Women Tell All. It's why they promoted it again last night during the part two of the finale. Oh yeah, these people are now all in Bachelor Nation and will be considered. And you can bet your ass some of them are going to be on Paradise for sure. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so the, so I want to watch in that aspect so I at least know what I'm getting into when these people show up in Paradise other than, oh, what's it, what was their storyline? Who are they, you know, attracted to on their season? You know, but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's just going to be basically The Bachelor with with everybody as a contestant has a musical background. So is there any, like, eliminating? Yeah, no, it's... It's definitely it starts out with 20 and uh, the finals is, you know, two two couples um, and basically a sing off. And they're judged uh, by a panel, two of which happen to be um, Jason and um, Caitlin. They judge the finals along with, I believe, and this, I'm not, you don't care about. OK, this you're already telling me. No, 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 don't, don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. OK. <laughs> All right. 
just in case, just yeah, in I, case. I, I won't I tell you names, that, but. but yeah, it's every, I think every, I mean, I haven't even, like I said, I don't have the episode breakdown, but from what I was told, it's just every episode ends with a singing competition judged by people and they choose, um, I think, well, it's a six episode season and uh, it starts with 20 and the last episode has four. So it looks like four people, two guys and two girls go home every episode, essentially. Yeah. Are the judges musicians? Some are, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, it's not just all Bachelor Nation people judging, no. Um, okay. I mean, you saw, I mean, you saw in the preview sounds... that JoJo and Jordan were one of the judges. for. Yeah. One. yeah. I kind of feel like this sounds like a musical version of, of – um bachelor pad yeah no it's what it's basically what it is it's it's your vote your your you basically it's bachelor pad also coupled with bachelor in paradise because essentially you have to couple up with somebody in the house and then when they have a rose ceremony you give that per, you give someone a rose and then four people are not going to get roses because the episode it'll be like 20 down to 16 16 to 12 12 to 8 8 to 4 and then four down to your, you know, your your two winner. Uh, oh my god, this is so bachelor pad. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be. Um, and every it just they, it's just every contestant on the show has a musical background. They're all performers. Do they do they win immunity for like performing well? <sighs> that I don't know. Like okay, I don't. Sound- I don't know the episode by episode like description of how it actually works. I just know the final two couples that get to the final episode and what and what they sang, who the judges were, and who the judges picked as the winners. Okay, most important question. Yeah. Is there a cash prize? No, it's a... Um, An I, Instagram I, follower? No, I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head, but it's like the two people that do win end up, they get to record a song together, and they get to do like a mini tour together, I believe. Um, like maybe perform in local venues or something like that and they get to release uh an album together i think okay something like that yeah it's not music it's not cash prize but they do get a because they're all musicians so they get something out of it kind of like idol where you i don't think the contract is as big as idols but um you you do get to make music from being the winner and then obviously obviously if you're a loser on this show people just now have heard you sing and obviously it's no different than if you don't win on idol you can still be picked up and somebody can notice your talent on this show yeah. and 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 it's good exposure good exposure exactly so the, all these mm-hmm. people are going on to enhance their musical career and have more people hear them sing it's all it's, it you know i find it like delicious that this did not exist for jed <laughs> <laughs> well yeah once this was announced everyone was like oh why didn't Jed go on? Is Jed go- is Jed going to be on? It's like no, nobody on this show um, is anybody of note except there is one guy who was on Idol that kind of made a name for himself. He's on the show, but other than that, no, it's just just all people okay. with musical background. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, so that's where we're at, Charlene. It um, was a great and easy, swift hour and fifteen minutes with you. <laughs> I'm so glad that, like, I know that you don't want to do this at the end of every season, and it's been a year since you've been on. So I do appreciate you coming on and doing this. And oh no, I'm I'm just happy that that you know part two at least delivered. You know, some, in some it way. delivered on something because yeah, yeah. I, anyone listening, like I was I was sending you Steve some pretty yeah <laughs> some texts that were like what the fuck you know, is I'm this? Just, 
Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I, you know, I'm just warning you. If you can get someone else, they might be better than me because I, you know, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and then today I was like, I'm actually looking forward. <laughs> so so that, that happened. The timing was good on that because I, I feel like I would have, this would have lasted like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. I just, yeah. No, it, it delivered and. And, it, you know, we just talked about material. it all this time. So I guess they're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure, um, but uh-huh. I think at this point, I mean, this will be released on Thursday. You know, it'll be released, and we're recording this Wednesday evening. It'll be up tomorrow. I mean, there could there could be a story that breaks by by the time this even goes up. Like, I just think there's going to be so much talked about. Um, as we were actually recording this, Chris Harrison did an interview with Extra TV, and I thought. <clears throat> He had some interesting quotes. Let me just read you Oh, okay. kind of what he said. After the camera stopped rolling, Chris Harrison said, Barb and Peter Sr., his dad, they went out one way, and Peter and Madison went out another way. Peter was visibly upset, clearly on a lot of levels. He felt ambushed. He felt upset. He felt protective over Madison. They asked him, asked him what his take on Barb was, and he said, as a parent himself, if you think they're going to fail, then why not just let them fail? And then you can say, Hey, next time let's do a little better than that. And then he also said, as for Madison's intentions, when I went to visit her in Auburn, I knew she had feelings for Peter. I will stand up for them that there was this connection they had. Now, are there such philosophical differences from religion to beliefs and all these things that will keep them from finding love? They have this love conquers all attitude. First, you have to be in love and you have to have this connection and this teamwork. If she is going to stick to her devout religious beliefs, God bless her, that's not Peter. That's what he said. So, I mean, kind of a lot of the stuff that we just kind of went over. But I do think, you know, Chris's take on Barb was pretty accurate. Like, hey, if you think they're going to fail, that's fine. Just let them fail and say, hey, learn from it and get better next time. Not yeah. just chastise him and embarrass your son. And the fact that we're now hearing that, Peter and Maddie left out one door and Barb and the, and his dad left out the other, like just family friction. And I think no matter what we've ever seen on this show, even you go back to Hannah Brown's finale as, as bad as that was and Jed on the couch and reliving all this stuff that happened with his ex-girlfriend, at least the last 10 minutes, they gave us this sliver of, Hey, maybe Hannah and Tyler can have something. And they, you know, they went out on a date and it ended on a happy note. Like, there was so much negativity in that, you know, finale last night. And I think, I think that's what bothered a lot of people. It's just like, gosh, so negative, like negative, negative, negative. And I think people just wanted to maybe see somebody happy. Kind of like what you said, like you're looking for it. Not that you would have believed it, but it was just so negative yesterday. And that was all Barb and, and the father, I guess too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. so that's where we're at. Um, anyway, thanks again, Charlene. I appreciate it. You're the best. It was a, it was a pleasure, Steve. Thanks I'm for having me. Sure, I'll have you on next year around this time. Um, well, we'll, we'll depending on my mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, All we, right. We will talk soon. Thank you so much to Charlene for that. She's my favorite. Uh, one of my favorites. I don't want to play favorites now, but you know how much I love having Charlene on the show. She did a 12 episode. He said, she said with me in the year 2018 or was it 2017? She was my co-host on that. And she's great. Uh, if you don't read her stuff, go to flare.com. She has recaps on there. 
Her website, alltheprettypandas.com, is the best recap of The Bachelor episodes out there on the internet, and it's not even close. Because Charlene pays attention to all the little things, all the semantics of the show, all the editing mistakes that they made, continuity mistakes, um, voiceovers versus what you actually see people saying. She's, She's awesome. She's the best, and I love her to death. Again, thank you so much to Charlene. I know it kind of feels silly still just talking about this in what we're facing in the world right now. Um, Like I said, don't have a lot to offer. Just be safe out there. Uh, Be smart. Don't go out if you're sick. And wash your hands. You know? Um, Yeah, am I bummed that college basketball and basketball in general and sports in general are, are, are ruined? Yes, but obviously the health of the country and people in this country is way more important. Um, plus my trip to Vegas might end up not, not going to Vegas now, probably uh, going to save me some money. So that's a good thing. Right. Um, so uh, again, thank you all uh, for tuning in and listening. Thank you all for an, um, an amazing season. I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not. I know I've said it to, to people who have asked me privately and uh, maybe even on text, but um, February was the largest grossing month my site has had in four, almost four years. So, uh, you know, and that's thanks to you guys. It's been, it's been a, it's been a fun ride and um, you know, we're just going to keep this thing going. And with Claire season starting tomorrow night, it all starts back up again. No season uh, is the same to me. No two seasons are the same just because I didn't have all of Peter spoilers until the day of the fi- uh, final rose ceremony or the final episode, means nothing when it comes to Claire's season. And now knowing that all of Claire's season will be filmed in North America, there's a good chance that a lot of dates uh, will end up getting spoiled or pictures will get out and stuff like that. So good chance you're going to know everything about Claire's season as we're going along. And it will be spoiled in real time. So that's good too. Anyway, uh, thanks again all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks again to Charlene Joint. uh, Such a good friend to me. And... um, has always been there to uh, give great advice and someone I really do consider a friend in this franchise. And I love having her on. I know that she struggles sometimes with coming on because she feels like all she does all season is do a video blog, do the flare column, do all the pretty pandas. And she just feels like Steve, it's tough for me to come on because I feel like I've said everything and I'm just repeating myself on your show. But when she texted me during the show Tuesday night, she's like, I'm a little re-energized now. I'm I'm looking forward to coming on. I've got a lot of thoughts. And you heard all those thoughts uh, in that interview. So, again, thanks to Charlene uh, for coming on, and thanks to all of you for listening. So that'll do it uh, for Podcast 173. Stay safe out there, everyone. Uh, That's the best advice I can give. So thank you for tuning in. That was Podcast number 173, and we will talk to you next week. See you.